Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, I'm actually going to talk about something that I'm really excited about, and that is what magnetism really is and how magnetism actually really works as per the teachings of Ken Wheeler's discoveries of magnetism. As according to his studies, the true nature of magnetism is very different or goes a lot deeper than what we were taught. Now, I'm deeply fascinated by magnetism ever since Neo, my guide, has been guiding me to dig deeper on this topic over the last year or so. And plus, well, everything in this universe has mass, magnitude, space, and, you know, time, ultimately, due to this one thing, and that is magnetism. It is the building force of this very reality itself, of both physics and metaphysics. So this is why I have been so obsessed with this topic lately. Now, in school, I mean... I don't know about you guys, but in my school, we were taught that magnetism happens when magnetic objects would attract other magnetic objects or even metallic objects like iron or ferrous objects called lodestones. So we were taught that magnets have two poles, a north pole and a south pole. Now, magnets were initially labeled as having two poles by convention, as when humans first discovered these type of lodestones, then when they magnetized a needle with these lodestones, they would then take that magnetized needle and put it on a cork and then put it in some water. And then the needle would point to the Earth's North Pole, just like a compass would point to the North Pole. So the one end of the magnet would orient itself to the Earth's geographical North Pole, and obviously the other end would align to the Earth's geographical South Pole. So that's how it got its terms or was labeled as having two poles. So yeah, we were taught that magnets and magnetism always comes in a form of a dipole, which means there are two poles, a north and a south. So we know that, you know, when we have two magnets, the north pole of one end of the magnet will be attracted to the south pole end of the other magnet. And we also know that if we put both of these magnets together with both of the North Poles near each other, or both of the South Poles near each other, that then the magnets would feel like they're repelling one another. But think about this. If we were to cut a magnet in half, we wouldn't then have a North and South piece. No, when we cut a magnet in half, somehow the pieces would turn into two more magnets where there are both north and south poles on each of the two halves of the original cut magnet. But I'm going to dive further deeper into this dilemma of the north and south pole just a little later on. Now, the magnetic field within a magnet is generated or manifested, rather, by the electrons within it, by the spin or the oscillation of the electrons. 
And remember, energy and mass are the same thing. Energy is mass, so E equals mc square. So the magnetic field is manifested by the electrons within it. And when I say manifested, I do this as the energy is conjured rather than generated, right? It's not generated by another force. Like the energy is not generated by an engine or a motor of some kind. The energy is not generated by me or some sort of thing pushing something within the magnet. So it's not generated by something else. And that is why I'm using the term manifested. But how come some metal or ceramic bars are magnetic and sometimes they're not? You know, we need to remember that we can magnetize certain metals or ceramics. Not all magnets were once magnetic, right? We didn't just find a bunch of magnets. We can magnetize them. So how does this happen? Well, this is because when all of the electrons are doing random different things within the magnet, you know, within the metal or ceramic bar, this is what makes a magnet not magnetic, is when all of the different spins and oscillations of electrons are all random and they kind of just cancel each other out, causing the metal or ceramic bar to then not be magnetic. But when you align the spins and oscillations of the electrons, it is then that you will have a magnetic field and a magnetically charged bar. So let's just pause right there and think about that for a second in regards to our thoughts, feelings, and actions. When our thoughts, beliefs, feelings, and actions are random, when they're all over the place, they're scattered and unfocused, then we are not manifesting a magnetic energy. So this is why it can be harder for us to magnetically attract and pull in our desires or manifestations to us, right? This is when we find it harder to manifest or when things don't manifest and when we are perhaps forcing, pushing or striving too much. And if we're doing that from limiting beliefs or fears, but when our thoughts, feelings, beliefs and actions are aligned when we're focusing the majority of them into our end result, into something that we want to attract, into something that, you know, we want to manifest into our lives that perhaps comes from a higher sense of self-worth, then we become like a magnet. We create a magnetic field of that outcome, that desire, that manifestation, so that then we will then draw it to us. We become like a magnet where we won't have to force or strive or push as much. We draw it in to us with less effort. And this is the law of attraction at work here. And this is our true power. So I'm going to share right now some really cool information that you may not be aware of. I think it's cool. I don't know. I'm nerding out on it right now. And that is... The inner true workings of magnetism and how the North and South Poles don't actually exist, counter to what we've all been taught in school. So what really is magnetism and where does it come from? So we know that oscillating electrons create a magnetic field 
I mean, that is if you're into particle theory, there are other theories about where this energy comes from that isn't based off of particles. But honestly, let's not go down that wormhole. Let's just stick to particle theory for now. So we know that oscillating electrons create a magnetic field, but where does that force or that energy of the oscillating electrons actually stem from? You know, force of what, by what, and upon what? And as Ken Wheeler says, force is not a thing in itself, right? Neither is a shadow as an analogy, right? Like a shadow is the absence of light. It is not a thing or an entity on its own in itself. And likewise, a wave. A wave is not a thing in itself. You know, think of a wave in the ocean. The wave itself is a behavior, but it is composed of water. So the wave isn't a thing. The wave is actually water. The wave is not an entity on its own. The wave is a behavior. So this same sentiment is also true about the force of magnetism. Magnetism is the universe's most fundamental force, and it is a force by definition. So where does that magnetic force actually stem from? How does it manifest as a force? Now, to be very precise, it is the release of energy, otherwise known as inertia, in counter space. Now, I say counter space, but feel free to use whatever term that resonates with you, zero point energy or ether. But magnetism is the release of energy, of inertia, from counter space or zero point, then manifesting as force and motion. This release of energy manifests what's called a third-dimensional force vector, and that is what magnetism actually is. Now, if you're confused about what I just said, then let's dive a little bit deeper into the explanation. So imagine two magnet bars. There is the supposed north and supposed south pole. The attraction, right, that force that you feel isn't to the north attracted to the south. It's not the south attracted to the north pole. Eh, We got it wrong. The source of the force of the magnetism actually originates from the center of the magnet, the null point of the plane of inertia. That's Hey friends, welcome to Tea with TJ, where every sip brings you closer to insightful conversations and delightful discoveries. Join me every Wednesday as I navigate through topics ranging from culture, creativity, personal growth, all over a soothing cup of tea. Relax, unwind, and expand your mind with Tea with TJ. Subscribe now on all your favorite podcast platforms and brew up some wisdom with me. And remember... Be kind, keep sipping, and I'll see you next week. It's physics terms, but let's also call it zero point. So the point source of a magnetic field is right in the center of the magnet, and it is actually the engine of the magnet, not the north or south poles. The power and that magnetic force energy of the magnetic field is what is called a hyperboloid. Now, you can imagine 
a hyperboloid as an hourglass shape. That's what it looks like, its shape, right? And right at the center of this shape, of this hyperboloid, is zero point. It's the null point. And its energy is near zero or close to zero. Yet, also at the same time, it also contains infinite potent energy. I know, crazy, right? So right there at the center of the magnet, at the center of this hyperboloid, there is no time and no space, right? Just like a real hourglass, there is no time, right? At the center where the sand falls through. So right there at the center, at the null point of this plane of inertia, at this zero point is where there is the lowest point of energy, yet is also an infinite amount of energy too. It's quite the conundrum in quantum physics. And I actually talk more about this, that topic, in my Zero Point Energy episodes if you want to learn more about that conundrum. So yeah, you've got a magnet. Right at the center is the null point of the plane of inertia. Um, You can also call it zero point or ether. And it's a hyperboloid, which is a hourglass shape. And right at the center of that hourglass shape is exactly where that null point or zero point is. Now, on either sides of the magnet, on either poles of the magnet, the supposed poles, the magnetic field spirals outwards from this zero point center, right at the center of the magnet, creating that hourglass look or hyperboloid shape. So when we feel the attraction force of the magnet, we are not actually feeling the attraction between the north and the south poles. There, in fact, is no duality. There is no north or south pole in magnetism whatsoever, in magnets, not at all. Doesn't exist. We were taught wrong. What we're feeling is, is we're actually feeling the force of this magnetic hyperboloid field. Now, there is another field that exists inside the magnet as well, and that's called the dielectric field. Now, this dielectric field is inverse to the magnetic hyperboloid field. So that means it is a toroidal shape, and it's also known as a torus field. And I know it's easier to understand these shapes by having a a visual reference, so you can just Google these terms for now so you can have a better understanding. But those shapes are exactly what's going on, or those fields are exactly what's going on inside a magnet. You have the magnetic hyperboloid shape, right, which is the hourglass, and then you have the torus field shape, which is the dielectric field. And I'll have to go more into this in a later episode, but those fields are also what is happening inside of each and every one of us too. So anyway, so wherever magnetism is present, there is also dielectricity. Now, magnetism and dielectricity are actually one in the same thing. It's the same force or it's the same energy. They're not two different things, right? The duality is not there. They're actually both the yin and the yang. They're one in the same thing. They're just different expressions of the same energy. You know, it's similar to ice and water. Ice and water are not two different things, right? They're both one in the same thing. They're both water. They're just expressed differently, right? They have different attributes. One is hard, the other is fluid, wet, and soft. 
similar to the dual energies that exist within all of us, the masculine and the feminine. They're not two separate energies. They're one in the same energy and the qualities of the energies or the attributes are just expressed differently. And that dual energy exists in all of us. Okay, so what's super interesting, however, is that at the plane of inertia or the zero point, there is no magnetism. The plane of inertia, zero point, whatever you want to call it, is the lowest pressure point or zone. It's the lowest pressure zone of the fight between the magnetic and the dielectric fields. So at the absolute center of any field, you will find there is not that same energy in the field. And we can kind of use the analogy of the earth or the sun, right? Like at the center of the earth, we won't find gravity. Like we know we have gravity fields that extend outwards across our earth, but we won't find gravity right at the center of the earth. Nor will we find gravity at the center of the sun. So yeah, just like at the center of the magnet, you will find that there is no magnetism there at that null point of inertia or zero point. So it's these dielectric and magnetism fields that stem from zero point that is creating the fight. But the lowest fighting point, the neutral zone, is at the center, at the null point or the zero point between the two. So again, it is here where there is no magnetism at all. Its energy is near zero, yet it's also the highest energy point as well. So yeah, there's no polarity there. There is no magnetism there, but there's a whole lot of energetic potency. And this makes me think, you know, could this be where source energy manifests from? Is this the starting point here at zero point? So it's there from that point is what is manifesting the magnetism force, right? The magnetic field. And in return, that very same point is actually what the magnetism force is then also seeking when it comes into close contact or proximity to another magnet or a piece of metal. So that attraction force that we feel of the magnet drawing closer to another magnet is just the zero point in each magnet seeking or is attracted to the zero point of the two, the zero point or the null point of the other magnets or objects. So let's imagine the two bars of magnets. When we bring the two magnets together with the supposed north end being brought close to the supposed south end of the other magnet, and then we, you know, feel that force of attraction, It's not the north polarity being attracted to the south polarity. It's actually the decreasing of force and motion and the increasing of acceleration, where the force we feel is just the zero point seeking to find itself. Oh my God, it's so cool. (laughs) So it is the point of counter space erasure, where the forces of the two magnets are drawing together to seek the zero point between the two magnets. Likewise, when we feel the magnetic repulsion, right, when we feel a repelling of the two magnets, when you put the supposed north pole of one magnet close to the north pole of the other magnet, this is not the north poles repelling each other. It is actually the increase in force and motion that is actually happening at the zero point between the two magnets. 
That's why when you push the two north nodes of a magnet together, you know, you push really hard and it kind of feels like there's like some sort of mysterious invisible ball in between the two magnets. That's the zero point. That's the null point of the plane of inertia increasing its force and motion. So it's almost expanding outwards. So instead of it being erased, it's expanding outwards and it's pushing and forcing the motion of the energies of the fields. And that's why it feels like it repels. Gosh, I love this. It's just so interesting. (laughs) And now for a visual of this explanation, I've actually uploaded an image of this um, diagram that I drew of the repulsion and the acceleration as the cover art of this episode. And you can see the hyperboloid and the sphere or toroidal shape reference in that picture too. Now, just before I end this episode, I want to present another visual for you to ponder on. So I want you to think of a round magnet. And at the center of this magnet is the zero point, right? The null point, which is the lowest point of energy. So it's right here at this very center where it is the point of centripetal convergence. Now, what is that? Well, you can imagine the energy and and liken it to the drain in your bathtub. So when you pull the plug in your bathtub, the water just spirals down. So centripetal force is a force that makes a body follow a curved path towards a fixed point. And this is what is at the center of the magnet. Now, the outer edges of this round magnet, right, so the external edges of the magnet, is where there is an increase of force and motion. So I want you to think of us, think of you, think of humans, our energy. Everything starts from zero point. For us, that's our higher selves. That's the selves that is source. This is at the center of who we are. And when we align our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions from this place, this sets the energy in motion. And as we let go of our fears, as we let go of everything that no longer serves our highest good, as we drop our resistance and follow the flow, what manifests outwards from us increases in force and motion. And so this is what makes us like magnets where ultimately we will attract things to us. We manifest the things that we are aligning with into our external reality, drawing it to us, not forcing it, not pushing it, not striving for it, not fighting for it. It is this force, this magnetic force, that is our true power. And this is how we are to use our willpower too, right? using it to create from our higher selves, letting go of the thoughts, feelings, and actions that come from our fears, dropping our resistance, following the flow, enjoying the present, enjoying the process of allowing. And it's from there that we won't have to strive as hard or use our will to force or push or fight to create things in our reality. We won't have to force, push, or fight to achieve things, and especially if we're forcing or pushing or fighting for things out of fear or our limiting beliefs. But I'm actually going to leave this episode right here and dive more into exploring the possibilities of the metaphysical connections and components of magnetism in next week's episode. 
And as always, please feel free to share this episode with anyone you feel may be interested in this topic. I have found this topic to be so fascinating. I've been going down so many wormholes (laughs) when I've been researching everything to do with dielectricity and magnetism and just light in general. I've been so excited to share this information with you, but as you know, the last month or so, we've had some pretty intense energies. So, you know, kind of navigating us all through these bumpy uh, waters at this time is kind of where my focus has been, but I'm really excited to talk more about magnetism in the future. So yeah, feel free to share with anyone else that may be interested. Oh yeah, for more resources on this topic, I've actually attached a bunch of Ken Wheeler's work in the show notes. Now, heads up you guys, (laughs) this stuff is not really the most simple thing to understand, to be honest. He uses a lot of complex terminology, but go for it. It's super interesting. Um, He has I would say a thousand videos on his YouTube channel, lots of resources. He's written a lot of free papers as well that you can read. But yeah, I highly recommend you check his videos out or his work out. He's a genius, super brilliant, and has some very, very interesting theories and discoveries as well. Don't forget you can head to my website and sign up for my weekly newsletter where you get the episode delivered right to your inbox. And... I also have Instagram at my everyday alchemy. I hope you all have a really awesome week. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. I wanted to buy some magnetic clothes. They looked cool, but I don't think I could pull them off. So imagine you have two magnet but what? Magnet? Magnic? Oh, hyperboloid. Hyperboloid. Why can I say it fine right now? Hyperboloid. Hyperbole.